So you are disputing this claim from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric <laughs> Administration. Is that what I'm to understand? Hello, welcome to Guides the Unknown. I'm Kristen. And I'm her little brother, William. And this week, we are discussing a big topic. This is a big meatball, a white whale, something I kind of can't believe we haven't talked about before. The Bermuda Triangle. It's true. It does seem like we would have already done this. And now, Wait, I love it when we find things like that, honestly. I know. We we talked about this in like a planning session with a bunch of people. And some of the responses when we brought it up as a potential topic were like, how is that? How have you never done it before? <laughs> right, right. We do those planning sessions on patreon.com slash GTTU pod. You can see them. They're still up if you're curious about how the process goes. But yeah, it does seem like how did we not do this? It is funny. I do think that there are there have been in the years that we've been doing this show, and it is odd to say that it has been years, but mm-hmm. I think we made a concerted effort not to just do every giant topic right away. We like on Guide right. to the Unknown to have a mix of formats and and levels of topics and stuff. So we didn't just start right out the gate and get all the big guns done and then go, where do we go from here? We right. do obscure topics. We do gargantuan topics. We do listener-focused stuff. Uh, but yeah, that means that sometimes it is the proper moment to tackle one of the major icons of horror, mystery, uh, the supernatural, the paranormal, the unknown. And mm-hmm. uh, now it is time for the Bermuda Triangle. Yes. So, Will, do you know much about the Bermuda Triangle right off the bat? No, I I really, I think that before I did my research, and this week I have done some of the background of like the history of the Bermuda Triangle and the real life stuff, and you've got some of the pop culture. Mm-hmm. I think before doing my research, Kristen, I don't know that I could have really told you much of anything. I I was aware of the Bermuda Triangle in terms of it's a place on Earth, <laughs> perhaps right. perhaps associated with Bermuda. <laughs> perhaps. Um, where people go missing. Planes. That's all I know. Planes that fly through the Bermuda Triangle do not make it to their destination. Boats would be wise to chart a course around the Bermuda Triangle, things like that. I, I think that maybe I've, I've seen it referenced in shows and movies and video games and stuff, and usually there's a UFO bent to it. But mm-hmm. aside from that, aside from that very basic impression of the Bermuda Triangle, I didn't didn't know anything. I didn't know any specifics. I, I was really the same way. I, I could have just said exactly what you said. I know knew that it's a place where people are said to disappear if they go to it by sea. Sure. Um, I didn't even think about the airplane thing, but I guess I knew that too. And that's really all I know. Yeah. And I, I never knew if it was, and I'll get into some of this stuff. I'm not going to get into a lot of the theories, the the like pseudoscientific theories that people posit for why things may or may not go missing there. But like they range from anything from like, you know, magnetic interference to sudden downdrafts of wind that might take a plane and force it down to the, to the surface of the ocean, things like that. Like, mm-hmm. I think I've I've come across those things in passing occasionally, but mostly I knew it as, you know what I knew the Bermuda Triangle mostly as, as a metaphor for other stuff where people go missing. The you know yeah, it's like the Bermuda Triangle exactly. It's like the Bermuda Triangle in there. Nothing you know. Don't send your paperwork to Gary. His desk is like the Bermuda Triangle. Your paperwork will never right. get processed. Yeah, like a messy closet or whatever. Or like other places, like we've discussed like the Bennington Triangle, right? Mm-hmm. Like just things that that every, if something is a triangle, that means in our, you know, in the, the language of today that that is a place where stuff goes missing. It goes in, it does not come back out. Right. I wonder why that is. I well, Is it a coincidence that these, what, what's the deal? Well, I, I can posit a theory because the Bermuda Triangle, and let me just get into it with some of the history and stuff. Perfect. It's it's literally a triangle or, you know, in, in theory, the way that the story was told over the course of a few years, it's literally based on where disappearances occurred and then charting out uh, uh, an area um, where they all had passed through. So uh, let me let me set it up a, a little bit. The the Bermuda Triangle is also known to some as the Devil's Triangle, and if you think about it, it it really is like looking at the globe 
and taking a, a, a triangular cutout of a piece of paper and slapping it down so that the points of the triangle are landing on Miami, San Juan, Puerto Rico, and Bermuda. To try to attempt to give this any sense of scale, because I'm a, you know, I don't have the greatest spatial arrangement. I can't picture where Bermuda is in relation to Miami. I can't do that. No I, way. I did some, uh, I laid out, <laughs> I literally opened up like PowerPoint and, and created the size of the triangle that people say, and then laid it on top of the United States. And it basically is, um, one side of the triangle is basically the distance from Manhattan to Orlando, Florida. So that means almost the entirety of the Eastern seaboard of the United States of America. That's, those are the two tips of part of the triangle. And the third point of the triangle is all the way over at the top of Missouri. It's, okay, that was smart to do for context, Will. It's huge. It's That's gi- real big. It's gigantic. It's like, you know, maybe a third of the size of the entirety of the United States of America overall. Um, I should also say that there's a ton of debate and disagreement over the exact area. Some people say that it's 500,000 square miles. Some people say it is 1,500,000 square miles. Oh, wow. The, the sort of point is that people don't agree about what this is at all. Hmm. But here is the origin. The earliest mention written down of what would later become known as the Bermuda Triangle was September 17th, 1950. The paper, the Miami Herald, posted an article written by Edward Van Winkle Jones. Now, I just said his name as if Van Winkle was a nickname. I just said. (laughs) I know. I was actually about to ask you, is Van Winkle in quotes like a nickname or what? I don't know why I pronounced it that way. (laughs) Presumably his name is Edward Van Winkle Jones. But I said it as if, you know, on his like letterman jacket in high school. He said Van Winkle. Edward Van Winkle Jones. Like you'd be known for being sleepy or something, right? (gasps) Hey, Ed Jones likes to nap all the time. Get a look at Van Winkle over here. That would be so dorky in high school. Oh, yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Calling somebody Van Winkle. It was was a weird choice of delivery on my part. (laughs) But so Edward Van Winkle Jones Mm -hmm. wrote the article, Seize Puzzles Still Baffle Men in Push Button Age. Now, again, this is the 1950s. The basic idea. What is this sentence? It is. It, it is a little clumsy. It's. It's the seas puzzles. Okay. I'm adding in a word for the clarity of it. Uh, the seas puzzles still baffle men in push button age. Okay. Gotcha. Right. Does that make more sense? Yes. And the basic. The basic uh, theory here of the article is that um, in the 1950s. The ability to travel around the globe was more common than ever before. Um, You know, everybody had cars. You could drive Mm -hmm. a mile a minute. You could hop in an airplane. and and So you could push a button and make things happen, like, so to speak. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, particularly in the past, you know, in earlier time periods, if you're, like, riding a horse or something, like – Anyway, the idea is cars and stuff made the globe feel smaller because you can move Mm -hmm. further faster. But the globe, according to to, uh, Edward Van Winkle Jones, his point was, even though you can move further faster, the globe is still huge. Right. It is still a very large world. And uh, here is the summation of his article that I thought was kind of interesting. Modern man with his push-button miracles has no clue to what happened to those who were swallowed without a trace in the lost ships and planes indicated on this map. Um, As advanced as we are, he's saying, we don't know what happened to the people that went missing in this area. He calls out a few cases that – and there's a, a drawing. There's like a map of what he's talking about. Um, you should look for it in the show notes. It's very fascinating. This this article that I'm reading is from physics.smu.edu. It's really cool to see this like early map of what Van Winkle Jones was pointing out as like disappearances in this area because you can see very clearly it's not a triangle yet. Mm. 
but there's something happening in the Northeast. There's a big line of stuff from Miami to Puerto Rico, which is basically, you know, an entire one of the three sides of the triangle right there. And then there's like a little wispy thing that almost wants to connect it back up to the thing in the top, right? Like it's almost a triangle. He just hasn't connected all the lines yet, which is kind of interesting. But um, he called out a few interesting cases in this article. A 35, uh, no, a 350 foot freighter called the Sandra carrying 300 tons of insecticide and 12 people on a trip to Venezuela. It never arrived. In 1950, the search was abandoned. There was a plane that was carrying 32 people, which includes two babies. Um, It was heading for Miami. Their final radio message, though, put them 50 miles south of where they were supposed to be and never heard from again. What the hell's going on? In 1949, a British airliner called the Ariel left Bermuda. Mm, That's it. The Star Tiger in 1948 radioed its position several times and never showed up. Um, and then here's here's a really, really fascinating case. And this is really the big, the big one that people often debate. Quote from the article. An older but more perplexing mystery is that of the five torpedo planes. They took off from the Navy's Fort Lauderdale Air Station on December 5th, 1945 for a navigational training flight. The hours passed and darkness fell. Anxious officers called to them by radio and were answered only with silence. This case of five planes that went missing on December 5th, 1945 is known as the disappearance of flight 19. I had never heard of this before. No, this is the big story. This is the big Bermuda triangle story. Um, flight 19 has its own Wikipedia page as well, where they explained 14 men were initially lost 13 more lost as part of the crew sent to find them. What? Uh huh. And it's true. I, this is one of the rare times on Guide to the Unknown that reading and doing the research here. You know, we we use the term celebratory skeptic for how I feel about the paranormal and everything. And mm-hmm. honestly, like regardless of whether or not something paranormal is at play with the Bermuda Triangle, the fact is, yes, yeah, something is happening. Something or has happened. happened. This is true. Flight nineteen, five planes that went out. Those pilots never came home. They're gone. No one knows what happened to them. There have been over the course now of what? Almost like 70 years. Occasionally people will go like, I found the plane. I found one of the planes. And it's not the plane. It's always something else. It's always some other plane from a, a crash that's known or something. No one has found any of those planes. And the, the search crew that was sent out to find them, Basically, it seems to me, everyone knows what happened to them. Within an hour of taking off, their plane exploded. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Um, evidently, they say that the the kind of plane that was sent out on that search mission had a flaw. There was, there was some sort of a, like a horrible, horrible design flaw that caused um, flammable gas to build up within the plane. And so it just made it a, a, a powder keg in the sky. So that obviously engineering flaw, like horrendous engineering flaw. Yeah. But also what odd proximity, and it could just be that I'm not saying it's anything more than this, but right, what right. odd proximity to the five planes going missing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there are a few quotes from the pilots, um, that they have from when they were going missing, like in the moment going missing. Evidently Mm -hmm. um, some of the pilots radioing in talked about how their compasses just weren't working correctly anymore. They just stopped telling them the right, the right direction to go. And I think that's something that happened in the Bennington triangle too. Yeah, I think so. If I remember correctly. Yeah. But um, at one point, one of the pilots thought that they were um, flying over the Gulf of Mexico, which is like to the west of Florida. Like you think of like the Wiener, Florida jutting off of like the United States, like just -hmm. to the west, that's the Gulf of Mexico. He thought he was there. So he figured if I fly Northeast, I will be over Florida. He didn't know and had no way of knowing because his, his compass wasn't working correctly. He wasn't over the Gulf of Mexico, Mexico. He was to the east of Florida. And so by flying Northeast, he was sending himself further and further away from land 
just out into the Atlantic Ocean. That's horrible. Absolutely horrible. Um, Two years after this article was written by uh, uh, Edward Van Winkle Jones. um, I wanted to double check his name again. Yeah, Edward Van Winkle Jones. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There was a magazine. At this point, we're familiar enough with him through telling this story. We may as well just call him by his nickname, Van Winkle. Van Wink. I feel like we have a familiarity with this guy. What's going on, Van Winky? Van Wink. <laughs> um, there was a magazine called Fate who published the article Sea Mystery at Our Back Door by a writer named George Sand. He, George Sand, is credited with finalizing what was started by Van Winkle. He completed the triangle. He said, these are the points where people have gone missing. Connect the points. You've got a triangle. So he is credited with coming up with the the general area. He is also one of the first to posit, at least in writing, I guess, that something supernatural may have been to blame for Flight 19's disappearance. In trying to dig into that, I was unable to find exactly what he said. But oh, you're kidding! I know Damn. it's it's a big it's a big missing piece of the puzzle. It could have just been that. It could have just been him saying, like, maybe something supernatural is at play here. Exactly. Yeah, who knows? Um, But Flight 19 would continue to be covered really endlessly. um, Next, in a significant way, by American Legion magazine in April of 1962, where author Alan W. Eckert wrote that the flight leader had been heard saying, quote, We are entering white water. Nothing seems right. We don't know where we are. The water is green. No, white. He also wrote that officials at the Navy Board of Inquiry stated that the planes, quote, flew off to Mars. So it's getting increasingly more outlandish. We are now from 1945 to 1962. So we are, what, 17 years after the Uh event really occurred and we're talking about people flying off to Mars and stuff. So it's the equivalent of us now talking about something that happened in 2004 and mm-hmm. maybe the distance there, it makes it easier for you to like posit and theorize outlandish yeah. things, you know, sort of my theory. Um, but also they just, com- excuse me, completely disappeared. Right. Like I'm sure it was just kind of a, you know, figure of speech-ish sort of thing. Like they they went to Mars, who knows? Like it's just gone. That's it's very still true. kind of flippant, you know, but, but, but God, yeah, the, I don't the point get it is when we like don't have happen. an answer. Right. I know. Yeah, I completely agree. But you're right. I, I don't know why. I didn't really think of that interpretation of that statement i guess i'm so expecting supernatural mumbo jumbo to happen here that like Mm -hmm. uh somebody from the navy board of inquiry going they flew off to mars (laughs) like to me that makes me think of like to the stars academy right where they talk about ufos all day but this could easily just be the same as saying i don't know they they disappeared they're gone they poofed into the sky like he's not saying it literally he's He's exaggerating. Yeah. Figure C. No, I mean, it's true, though. Most of my point of reference for the Navy is via UFO stuff at this point. So I completely understand why you would think that way. Yeah. Um, The term Bermuda Triangle uh, is finally coined by Vincent Gaddis in a 1964 article called The Deadly Bermuda Triangle for a magazine called Argosy. Gaddis's. Argosy? Are ghosty, <laughs> but here's from the Wikipedia for um, Vincent Gaddis himself, which I think is it, he's so much more as kind of the character that I was expecting. Um, here's what they have to say about Gaddis, who coined the term Bermuda Triangle. Gaddis's statements on the Bermuda Triangle, and he also said stuff about spontaneous human combustion, <laughs> have been criticized by skeptics for being inaccurate and misleading. Gaddis has also drawn strong criticism for ignoring possible natural explanations and inventing mysteries where none exist. Historian William K. Powers from Livingston College, Rutgers University, which is like five minutes from us. Yeah. Has described Gaddis's American Indian myths and mysteries as an outrageous and intolerable <laughs> book filled with crackpot claims. <laughs> Just love Makes the in- me want to read the book, honestly. I, I love the intensity of it. Oh, that book? <laughs> me too. Pissed. Oh, it's yeah. <laughs> outrageous and intolerable. Intolerable. I can't yeah. tolerate it. <laughs> it won't do. I'm Gaddis intolerant. <laughs> um, so the term is now out there, and people are latching on to it. In 74, 
there's a big, uh, uh, hugely popular book that sold, you know, millions upon millions of copies, straightforward, just called the Bermuda triangle, uh, a book written by Charles Berlitz. He suggests within this book that maybe the origin point of things going missing in the Bermuda triangle is that that was the area where the lost city of Atlantis was at one point. And maybe it's one of the first things to go missing there. Oh, that's a cool idea. It's a cool idea. But the book was the subject of criticism Mm -hmm. (laughs) in Larry Cooch's 75 work, the Bermuda triangle mystery solved in which Cooch cites errors. (laughs) Cooch. Cooch. Again, it sounds like your friends. Like that's a. I know this is the last name, but it sounds like a shortened nickname that you're being. I guess because you said it's Larry Cooches, meaning apostrophe s. Right. Yeah. 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 It still struck my ear like his name was Cooches, like, and so like, for you to be like Cooch wrote in the book. You're not gonna blah, believe blah, what Cooch said. <laughs> yeah. It's like when people call Ashton Kutcher Cooch. Right. Uh, Ali and I are rewatching The Office for the one millionth time, and Andy yeah. Bernard calling everybody like Broccoli Rob and stuff like. So funny. You're never going to believe what Cooch wrote about the Bermuda Triangle. Um, so, Tuna uh, salad. He cited, exactly. <laughs> he cited um, uh, some of the reports of missing ships and said that if the guy, the guy that had written the Bermuda Triangle book that sold like 20 million copies, he says, if uh, Charles Berlitz were to report that a boat was red, the chance of it being some other color is almost <laughs> a certainty. That's really funny. So they're really saying like, He's a liar. You can't believe anything this guy Don't says. Don't believe anything he says. And meanwhile, that guy's book sold millions of copies. Um, Lloyd's of London has determined that the triangle uh, is no more dangerous than any other piece of the ocean and does not charge unusual rates of insurance through pass- for passage through the area. Uh, the United States Coast Guard uh, determines or confirms this determination. So uh, basically, nobody, nobody... In in real life, nobody thinks that the Bermuda Triangle is actually a place right. where you are at more risk on the high seas than anywhere else. Um, but it doesn't stop uh, weird stuff. You know, obviously the Bermuda Triangle has like a, a massive reputation. Here's something that I kept coming across. So I tried to dig a little bit deeper into it. And I, uh, I'm going to call it another big missing spot in my research, but maybe one to be hmm. filled in someday because I don't. I can't find the true origin for this claim. Multiple articles, Kristen, in my research, referenced uh, Christopher Columbus having uh, in- encounters with the Bermuda Triangle. Does this oh, ring okay. any bell to you? Not really. All right. They would just mention it offhandedly. Like, they would just go, like, and it even stretches as far back as Christopher Columbus, claiming that hmm. he found himself getting lost. In this particular area. Now, in 1492, Christopher Columbus wouldn't have used the term Bermuda Triangle. But he was sailing in that vicinity. Yeah, I mean, there was an ocean blue there. There was an ocean blue, and we know he was sailing it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I started trying to look into why are people saying that Christopher Columbus (laughs) said anything about the Bermuda Triangle? And sometimes... Just because a famous sailor? Exactly. Some people would say that he had journals where uh, in part of them, he'll just start going like... My compass doesn't work here. Um, I see a light flashing off in the distance. Um, I I kept poking into it. I couldn't find anything, but I did find something that I loved. I found by Googling Christopher Columbus Bermuda Triangle, one of the top results was a worksheet from a primary school in the UK. Again, all sources are in the show notes, gttupod.com. I loved it. It is for like, you know, like a fourth grade class or something like that, (laughs) where they're teaching the following lesson. Stories of strange activity within the Bermuda Triangle date back hundreds of years. Some of the earliest are the stories told by Christopher Columbus and his crew. During his first journey across the Atlantic Ocean in 1492, Columbus reported many strange sightings within the Bermuda Triangle. The first of these was that the stars appeared to move around in the sky. Another was that Columbus saw a light, like that of a candle, moving up and down in the distance. When he asked his crew to look at the light, it vanished and reappeared many times. The most unusual thing that Columbus says that he saw was a glowing object coming out of the water and shooting towards the sky. Many people think that this must have been a light on the shore or from another ship. 
However, some people say that Columbus saw a UFO. Mm. I, Kristen, cannot verify any of this stuff. But I wouldn't want you to. The remainder of this worksheet is um, testing kids on um, their their ability to remember facts from that passage. So, like, um, question two, join the boxes to complete the sentences that show what Columbus reported seeing. The stars should connect to appeared to move around. A light should connect to moved up and down. A glowing object should connect to came from the water. Question three, look at the section called why is the Bermuda Triangle so famous? Find and copy one word from the first paragraph of this section, which shows that the activities seen were not normal. <laughs> Do you think That's that awesome. the supernatural... That's a cool, it's, cool school. It's badass. Do you think that supernatural events happen in the Bermuda Triangle? Explain your answer. Like, it's a, it's a worksheet. Yeah. <laughs> it's a kid's worksheet and what they're learning. And, you know, it's probably about like your ability to, to read and, 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 mm-hmm. you know, learn from what you read. But like, the other thing is like, it's teaching you about the time Columbus was lost in the Bermuda Triangle, which and I can't. saw a UFO. Yeah. Which I like, can't verify that he ever actually wrote that. Maybe he did and I just didn't find it. Right. But like, right. Most, most of the stuff that I found were people going like, yeah, of course, Columbus people, he said he saw it, but I don't yeah, have, yeah. people have his journal entries. I didn't, I didn't read that myself, but right. it's being taught in a school <laughs> to children. That's awesome. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Um, and the, the last thing that I have for you, Kristen, is that we're talking about this stuff. Like it's ancient. One of the <laughs> other things that I did for this is I Googled Bermuda triangle and clicked on the news tab. There was a story that was posted just a few days ago. It's something that evidently happened at the end of 2020. Theories still abound as the Coast Guard ends search for a missing boat in the Bermuda Triangle. There was just another boat. They have not, they have not as of this recording, released who these people were, what they were up to, but there's another boat that was off the coast of Florida, safely in the area that we consider the Bermuda Triangle, that has vanished search crews have been unable to find it. So what um, the hell? I know this is from Tampa Bay.com. It's true. Um, and they get into, aside from like telling the story of people trying to find the boat and they've got tweets from people showing the, the path that that search crews have taken and everything. But here's like the article sort of expounding on what the Bermuda triangle is and what it, what it means. So they say pirates, space aliens, even explanations grounded in science, but without evidence like oceanic flatulence, methane gas erupting from ocean sediments and disruptions in geomagnetic lines of flux. Like these are the things that people point to as being culprits. Maybe it's right, not like ghosts. logical culprits, right? Maybe it's not ghosts. Maybe it's methane gas erupting from ocean sediment, which if connecting this to the, what people say about Columbus seeing it's very much mm-hmm. the will of the wisp again. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. That nasty old will of the wisp took to the high seas as well. Who mm-hmm. knew? Um, but they're saying, like, even these theoretically scientific explanations are not uh, uh, supported. Um, okay. They have a, a quote here from, or they've been speaking to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, um, who say the U.S. Navy and U.S. Coast Guard contend that there are no supernatural explanations for disasters at sea. Their experience suggests that the combined forces of nature and human fallibility outdo even the most incredulous science fiction. The agency also notes that no official maps exist that delineate the boundaries of the Bermuda Triangle and that the U.S. Board of Geographic Names does not recognize the Bermuda Triangle as an official name. So I mean, I'm not surprised by any of that. I'm not surprised, but it's also it's just one of those things where it's like it's so a part of pop awareness or yes or it's just folklore i think it's just folklore that is like really taken hold because there are actual disappearances it's yeah the the disappearances are real they are not up for debate what Mm -hmm. is up for debate is how and why right and um really it might just boil down to like marketing in a way right if if disappearances here are no more common than anywhere else on the globe. Why do these stories 
mm-hmm. really take hold? Why are we obsessed with the Bermuda Triangle and not the, you know, the the Hawaiian Triangle or something? Like right. presumably anywhere with a coast has mm-hmm. planes that have gone missing, has boats that have gone missing. But the Bermuda I don't know, maybe there are maybe there is a higher occurrence in the area of the Bermuda Triangle. I don't know, but maybe that's a thing and that's part of why it stands out. So you are disputing this claim from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric <laughs> Administration. Is that what I'm to understand? Kristen Anderson. Did they say that no more disappearances happened in the Bermuda Triangle than anywhere else? Um well, they say I guess what they all I have to say is they they said uh the combined forces of nature and human fallibility outdo the most incredulous science fiction. So it's not really from them at least. Mm-hmm. And this is, by the way, according to my research, which is not <laughs> right meant to be the 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 not highest exactly, standard. Uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a cub reporter. But like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure uh, that. I mean, I guess if you want to, you can say, well, of course they say. No, <laughs> there aren't people who <laughs> go missing with more frequency of the Bermuda Triangle than everyone else. Of course, they say that, but maybe people do go missing more frequently at the Bermuda Triangle. I guess you're They you're still welcome. didn't say that, though, in what you just said. In what I said, but... Yeah. I mean, I guess we can... If anybody out there listening works for the National Oceanic and Atmospheric <laughs> Administration... <laughs> Look, I'm not trying to take the... Ne- NOAA yes. task, the National Atmospheric... Wait, what was it? Oceanic and atmospheric. Yeah, very good. Do, okay. do you? No. Should we call them and ask? Yeah, we should probably call them. You're allowed no. to just call, right? They'd probably. I guess so. Do you think they'd love to answer, or they'd hate it? Probably love because I bet not a lot of people are going to them for questions about the Bermuda Triangle. They're just like looking around online. Yeah, exactly. Like what weirdo is actually going to call them about it? So they probably enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, but. I'm sure that do information you, is readily available for to be like, are do people more frequently go missing in the area known as the Bermuda Triangle? Right. Kristen Anderson says they definitely go missing more frequently. No, I said maybe. I said I don't know. Maybe that's the case. I don't know. I've got you on the record. <laughs> <laughs> we we literally now have a I moment from you. I'm curious to know is what I am saying. I think we literally have a moment from you on the show now. Going, of course they say that. <laughs> like very conspiracy minded. No, I didn't say that, did I? They say all kinds of stuff. I don't think I said that. That doesn't sound like me. The government will sell out your nana. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> to get what I did they not need. say that. Oh, you nuts! All well, right. Well, thank you, you, William. Yes, that was my that was my school report on the Bermuda Triangle. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. You get an A. Thank you. Well, before we move on to the Bermuda Triangle, rather than disappearing, popping up in pop culture, Mm -hmm. let us first tell you a little bit about ourselves. Guide to the Unknown is just an independent project just from me and Willie Boy here. So we really, really run off of your support at patreon.com slash pod largely, where at $4 or more per month, you can become a netherworld warrior and really help support the show and keep it going. So thank you so much to everybody who's already done that. And if you haven't yet, we give you some things to say thank you for that support. So there is an entire secret podcast that's only for donors over at patreon.com slash pod called the Netherworld Dispatch that you get access to as soon as you sign up and you get a special link that you can put right into your podcast player. And then those episodes come up like any other podcast that you subscribe to. It is very, very cool. There is also a Discord that is only for patrons. Discord is this app or website that's basically like a modern day chat room where it's divided into different categories and you can talk to people who are also into Guides the Unknown whenever you want to basically about any manner of things. Everybody over there is super, super nice. They share neat things. Just recently as we're recording it, somebody shared pictures of the log cabin that they were staying at over the weekend. And it looked incredibly awesome. And everybody else was very jealous. And it's just a, it's a fun space to hang out in, not the log cabin, the discord. But uh, anyway, we, we would really appreciate your support over there. Thank you. Yeah. And other ways that you can support the show outside of Patreon or to spread the word so if you would consider writing a post about guide to the unknown tweeting it out um sharing an instagram story just telling a friend can really go telling people in facebook groups that you're in if they're looking for a podcast to listen to suggesting guide to the unknown is a really really great way to 
spread the word about the show. Yeah. And we always love it when we see a new review come through on Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anything that you can do to help tell the world that you enjoy Guide to the Unknown and that maybe they would as well. Um, you'd be surprised how quickly that can take off and, and really result in a bunch of people coming over and joining the spooky party. This week, I have such a cool small business to tell you about. Occultish is an online magical community and emporium dedicated to the education, distribution, and expansion of the magical arts. They aim to create a space for people to discover their own spiritual path through community, conversation, and transparency. They're largely focused on practices aligned with witchcraft, but they're not super stringent about it. They focus on magic of all varieties, shapes, forms, and practices. A cultish emporium aims to create meaningful, educational, and interactive products that help spread and grow magic for practitioners all around the world, like their Mystery Witch Kit, which is hand-packed from their office in LA with love, intention, and intuition. Each kit offers a truly unique, educational, and complete magical experience for magical practitioners of all experience levels. I really encourage you to go to occultishemporium.com and even just take a look. It's like this overflowing box of really colorful, beautiful stuff. It basically looks like the best goodie bag ever, like handed out at the best party you've ever been to. Actually, they have a variety of different kits. So there's the eclectic mystery witch kit that we just talked about. And then they also have specialty kits like the spirit and shadow kit, the wandering forest herbal pack, and the newest one, the moon magic kit. I would say that their aim to educate is really present on their social media. They share witchy and spiritual tips with this really laid back, open-minded sort of insight. You can find them at occult.ish on Instagram. Join their coven on Facebook by searching occultish. And you can also participate in their online discussion group on Discord. I know it's a lot to remember, but all of those links are in their Instagram bio. So I would say just go straight to at occult.ish first. And right now, they're offering 10% off for listeners of the show if you go to occultishemporium.com and use the promo code enter the unknown. I'm personally really excited to get my mystery witch kit in the mail and also the spirit and shadow kits. So go check it out. Head to occultishemporium.com and use the promo code enter the unknown. All right. So Will, let me tell you about first some movies that have to do with the Bermuda Triangle. I got to tell you, a little light on pop culture, and I was surprised. I'm not, you know, I I would be shocked if I had not done my research as well, because even in, like, looking up Bermuda Triangle stuff, like, I expected to be coming, like, having to sift through movies, mm-hmm. which sometimes happens when you're when you're doing, like, the history section of one of these shows, but, right. like... No, I, I, it's, it seems like it's more one of those things that like, we all just use the phrase. We all just talk about the Bermuda Triangle, but it it didn't, I I don't know. I don't think I've personally seen a movie that's about the Bermuda Triangle, you know? I haven't. I realize I've never seen anything that had anything to do with the Bermuda Triangle fictionally. There are um, documentaries about the Bermuda Triangle. More than that, though, there are TV shows that are like an episode of, a bigger TV show like Expedition Unknown has a Bermuda Triangle episode, things like that. Mm. Um, but there isn't a whole lot of fictionalized material about the Bermuda Triangle. But there is some, and they are quite notable. Let us first talk about the movie, The Bermuda Triangle, which came out in 1978. Wow. Yeah. This is a Mexican movie, and basically it seems like people were led down the primrose path into thinking that it would be good because it was starring John Huston. Um, who is more like, I, I don't really know a lot about him because it's not really our era. And I guess, I mean, there are definitely things that aren't our era that we know about, but maybe it wasn't like our taste our parents' taste or something like that. Like a lot of John Houston stuff, because I don't really know much about him. And yet he was nominated for like 10 Oscars huh. and all this other stuff. He's like a very respected actor, father of Angelica. Oh, is that right? Yep. 
I recently saw him. Um, I watched Chinatown for the first time starring Jack Nicholson not that long ago, and he was in that. Hmm. But so he's an actor who people saw like his name on something being kind of like a stamp of quality. And yet it seems like this movie was a big stinker. So here is the summary of it from Wikipedia, because I felt I couldn't, I couldn't phrase it better myself. It sounds fun. I will tell you, I sought out watching it and I couldn't do it. Unfortunately, if you have Tubi TV T-U-B-I, you can watch it. It was installed on my old TV and it's not anymore. Otherwise, I was going to watch it today. But like, listen to how bonkers this sounds. It's almost more haunted story set in the Bermuda Triangle than a straight up Bermuda Triangle story. So Wikipedia gives this description. The boat Black Whale 3 sails into the Bermuda Triangle with the Marvin family aboard, intending to search for the remains of Atlantis. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. Along the way, they discover a doll floating in the water, which Diana Marvin, the family's youngest daughter, takes as her own. Diana appears to become possessed by the doll and starts saying that everyone will die and telling people the order they will die in. She also locks the ship's cook in the freezer who almost dies before he is freed. One night, the boat follows a Fresnel lens signaling an SOS even though nothing appears on the radar. They abandon the search after the signal identifies itself as a ship that was lost years ago. The Black Whale 3 reaches its destination and the crew begins a scuba exploration of some underwater ruins. A submarine earthquake disturbs the ruins and crushes the legs of Michelle Marvin, the family's eldest daughter. The ship attempts to head for the nearby island of Bimini for help, but they become stuck in a storm, hit some rocks, and have their engine and helm damaged. During the storm, the ship's cook dies in an apparent accident, and Diana's parents are swept overboard looking for her. The next day, the engineer dies trying to repair the helm when Diana turns on the engines while he is inspecting the propellers. With the ship stranded and Michelle in desperate need of medical attention, the ship's mate and Michelle's brother depart the ship with her in a motorboat to try to reach Bimini. Michelle perishes on the voyage and the boat becomes lost and never reaches its destination. Diana's aunt and uncle perish next, apparently killed by the doll. Would like to see that. Yeah. Back on the Black Whale 3, the captain is attempting to signal for help. They hear distress calls from other ships, including their own being repeated. Finally, they are able to connect Bimini and relate, or excuse me, contact Bimini and relate their situation. At Bimini, the radar operator says that their story is impossible, for the Black Whale 3 disappeared over 10 years ago with a family named Marvin aboard. <laughs> the ship disappears and the doll is left floating in the water. Oh. Wait a minute. Apparently for like the next child to find and become possessed. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cliffhanger into a sequel that I guess never happened. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. So they were ghosts at the end? I Like when they went like, no, that ship disappeared 10 years ago. They remembered that they were dead and so they faded away or they just got swept back into time. Yeah, we don't find out. I mean, the last I know about it in this this summary is that they're able to contact these people who then tell them that this happened 10 years ago. And then I don't know if we we see from the Marvin family after that. Perhaps we just see them being shocked at the news and then see the doll in the water. Right. I'm not sure. So maybe they were maybe they were acting out a residual haunting. Maybe. But you know I guess, what I mean? Like when you, a residual haunting is when you just keep acting out something that happened to you in life without realizing that you're dead. So maybe the movie is one big residual haunting. Maybe, maybe. I, I, certainly like part of the Bermuda Triangle thing that I didn't even touch on, because maybe it is something that comes out in, in fiction more than anything, is like somebody might go into the Bermuda Triangle and then come out years later and not even know that time has passed. Oh yeah, didn't didn't they say that Fester got lost in the Bermuda Triangle and Adam's oh, family? Oh my movie? god, I think you're right. Oh, but that's for my research. William, I dropped the ball on that one. That would have fallen under my purview of pop culture. Well, I, I guess I didn't drop the ball. I just said it just now. Uh, b- uh, the Bermuda Triangle, this is the place where Uncle Fester was trapped with amnesia for 25 years until right. Abigail Craven found him and took him as her own son, naming him Gordon. Right. Morticia okay. and Gomez took their second honeymoon there. 
<laughs> Wednesday has studied it extensively. It is also where Gomez had planned to go shark feeding until his insurance company canceled the trip because it was deemed too risky. Morticia mentioned it as a possible honeymoon destination. It mentioned many times on the Adams family, it seems. I was about to say, wow, there's yeah. a lot of Bermuda Triangle stuff in the Adams family. Well, so it did wipe Fester's memory because he came out and he didn't know that he was Fester. Yeah, that is a weird So they twist kind of lie movie. and say that to Gomez to be like, oh, I lost myself. But he actually did. Yeah, but that is like one of the things they say about the Bermuda Triangle is that you might lose your identity in there, or lose time or time travel, things like that. Right. So it's interesting right. that it was right in that movie. I also want to point out some of the things that that made me think of. You said that movie was 1974? 78. Seven, oh, even better. Okay. So 78 means that it was after the Bermuda Triangle book had been, been written. You know, I think it was based on the Bermuda Triangle book. Okay. There may have just been Bermuda Triangle madness, but also right. the idea that there was a doll that spoke to the girl and then mm-hmm. she said, you're all going to die. That's yeah. one of the things that Reagan McNeil says in The Exorcist. That's so, true. So I double checked. The, the Exorcist came out in 1973. So, oh, okay. So they really were coming out smack dab at the right time for like satanic movies, demonic movies, Bermuda Triangle stories. Um, very they interesting. They probably thought it was going to be a slam dunk probably. combining all those things. But apparently it was very bad. Um, it was poorly received both by people who speak Spanish and also the English dub is supposed to be really terrible. Awesome. Like there are voices happening when people's lips aren't even moving. Um, and like the, you know, the intensity of a voice doesn't match what the actor is doing. It honestly sound, it honestly sounds great. That sounds great. Um, there's, (laughs) There's a review on IMDb, um, that simply says, um, this movie stinks. <laughs> and most of the reviews overall on IMDb are negative. Um. Now, a negative <laughs> review that I reveled in that I was able to watch, and the link to it is in the show notes, are from our old friends Siskel and Ebert. <gasps> yeah. Oh my God. So there was, they had that show. I think I actually didn't write it down, but I think it was called Siskel and Ebert Go to the Movies, was yeah, the name of their so. movie review show. They did this thing at the time where they had the dogs of the week. So first they discussed movies that had come out that were new to the theaters. They were just discussing, you know, good, bad, and ugly. But the dogs of the week were like terrible movies that they'll mention, but are like awful. So I found this clip and they would bring out a dog named Spot the Wonder Dog, a real dog quote, who can spot a bad flick easier than he can spot a fire hydrant to introduce the dog of the week segment. And then they would launch into it. So on this episode, Siskel was covering the Bermuda Triangle. He basically said it sucked, but he spent most of his time, and it seems like a pattern with him, taking the production company to task. Because we've talked about how he, like, raked the production company of I think it was Friday the 13th over the coals and then read out the names of people um, of companies right. who owned the production company to to be like don't support them like punish he them. is about going to the source which is the money yeah yeah which is harsh it's what nobody yes. wants it's exactly what you don't want a critic to go after your work for oh my god because you like need not- somebody you need someone to invest in in your project with their money. So if a critic is going after them and going, never give this person money again, I feel like that would be very harsh and hard to come back from. It's like rather than somebody being like, Guides the Unknown sucks, them being like, the patrons of Guides the Unknown are misguided they are like depraved. These are terrible people. Why are you encouraging their shenanigans? <laughs> Patreon right. people. Right. Right. And you'd be like, oh my God, they're really coming like for our throats. It's like them going after like the 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 bank that owns the mortgage on my house. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like we don't want them to have the support to be able to continue doing this. They have a home studio. We can't have them. They must right. not have homes anymore. <laughs> Like going to the the most core 
thing that helps us do what we do. Like, right. yikes. Yeah. So he was taking Sun Classic Pictures to task and saying they always make crappy movies. And then Ebert took the ball and said they want to thank Sun Classic Pictures for, for providing about half of all of their dogs of the week. Wow. Sun Classic Pictures? Yes, I've never heard of that. Man, maybe that's something to really look at. Like, I know that Canon canon movies he mentioned a couple of the movies i, I didn't write it down though but they, it sounded like kind of like shocky movies wonderful mm-hmm. um, amazing so now we're gonna zoom way into the future because believe it or not there i mean i already said there really aren't a lot of notable bermuda triangle movies there was like maybe one more that seemed to have a pretty similar premise didn't really seem like rehashing but then there is one called bermuda tentacles oh William, if you had to guess, what am I trying to ask you? What is this about? Where where do you think this movie was released? Where do I think it was released? Yeah, I guess it's kind of a leading question. Bermuda Tentacles. I don't know. Bermuda? The Network. Oh, like where it was distributed, or like what network or something. Yeah, oh, yeah. 100%. It sounds like it would be like a, um, like a Sharknado situation. It's exactly that. So Sharknado came out in 2013. Bermuda Tentacles came out in 2014. Mm. Also on the Sci-Fi Network, obviously. Okay. Um, it is starring Linda Hamilton. Oh. Jamie Kennedy. Oh. And Maya. You know who Maya is? Like a hip-hop artist? Yes. Yeah. She was great. Um, <laughs> here's what I think. Great in the movie or in- you're just a fan? Well, <laughs> I'm a fan of Maya. Oh, she's great. She did that song on the Rugrats soundtrack. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? No. Take me there. I want to go there. Take me there. Does it ring a bell? Take me to that great place with wonders and wishes. <sighs> yes, it does. does. It? it really does. <laughs> That's why I kept going because I knew it would eventually. You got me. And in, and in the music video, she's like in the Rugrats house. Is the, is, uh, is the Rugrats movie out in like 4K Ultra... <laughs> Have they re-released it? Have they re-released it? Remastered it? Yeah. (laughs) Unclear. But here is what I think about Maya's presence. I think, because Bermuda Tentacles takes place on a ship, I think that this is a reference to the fact that Rihanna was in the movie Battleship. I looked into it, William. Battleship came out in 2012. Whoa. I think Maya was their answer to Rihanna in Battleship. Whoa. And Battleship was also... So the game, it was the movie of the game Battleship. Right. Which the game Battleship is just about ships. But the movie Battleship, it was like Transformers, alien stuff. Yes. So maybe this movie, Bermuda Tentacle. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just got so annoyed. I got like disgusted with myself. (laughs) Bermuda Triangle, Bermuda Tentacle. Tentacles. Tentacle. Oh, all right, the Bermuda right? Tentacle is a far better name then. Because Wait, I think it is. I wrote Bermuda Tentacles. Hang on, Bermuda. Right, because tentacle, same number of syllables as triangle. No, it's Bermuda Tentacles. Bermuda Tentacle is a better name, I think. Yeah. Because it, it plays it plays off the same rhythm. And it subverts, right? You're thinking of Bermuda, Bermuda Triangle. No, it's the Bermuda Tentacle. Oh, what is that? What could that be? Yeah, but I think there were many of them. There were many tentacles? Yeah, yeah. They, in the trailer, there are like a lot of tentacles. Well, few creatures only have one tentacle. I right. mean, I, I guess arguably a snake <laughs> because it I, just is its ugh. own tail, right? I think we'd be saying the opposite if it was just Bermuda tentacle. We'd be like, well, there's a lot of tentacles in you, it. It's weird to just say Bermuda tentacle. Like, there's the one. Yeah. Do you just throw up in your mouth or something? <laughs> you, have, <laughs> you have like a little moment of when I said a snake has one tentacle because it is its own tail that we. <laughs> So I felt something happened to you. Maybe I'm wrong. I hate snakes. Okay. Like Indiana They're Jones gross. before you. I know. An- yet another way in which Indiana Jones and I are similar. How are you different <laughs> is really what I'm wondering. That's more the question. Uh, so anyway, I also want to mention that um, Rihanna's fans are called the Rihanna Navy. And it's because she was in Battleship. I just want everyone to know that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Did you know that? Is she appreciated for being in that movie is that movie appreciated no that's what i'm saying it's so weird it's apparently not a good movie but her fans really rallied around her for being in a movie and they came up with like hashtag rihanna navy as like kind of an answer to like lady gaga having little monsters the rihanna navy because that makes it sound like beyonce was in the movie little monsters (laughs) 
with Howie Did Mandel. Did I say Beyonce? I meant Lady Gaga. <laughs> I mean Lady Gaga. <laughs> yeah. It sounded like she was in that movie with Howie Mandel and Fred Savage. <laughs> Are Jamie Kennedy's fans called the Sons of the Mask because of oh my God. his starring role in Son of the Mask? Probably. Um, so here's what this movie is about from Wikipedia. When Air Force One goes down over the Bermuda Triangle, the Navy, the Rihanna Navy, sends its best rescue team. But in saving the president, the team awakens a monster which threatens America's entire eastern seaboard and ultimately the world. So it got very bad reviews, even for what it was. I mean, it's supposed to be kind of a bad movie, but people were like, this is just dumb and like kind of boring. This is just, it's not fun. It's not good. Yeah. Um, And I watched the trailer and the trailer is insanely frantic. It has this like crazy frenetic energy where it's like switching scenes all the time. And I was just like, oh God, this is awful. And I think that the president exits airport one in like a jetpack. What? <laughs> I think, but I didn't want to go back and find out. If he has a jet pack, why does he need a plane? That's a good question. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he only around. has so much energy or something. I don't know. You mean fuel um, or, or he'll get sleepy. <laughs> Grant me your energy <laughs> that I may fly farther. I'm the president. I need a nap. Um, this movie is also available on Tubi if you want to have a bad Bermuda Triangle movie uh, marathon. Ugh. Okay, now let's move on to just Bermuda Triangle reference in a movie. Um there, I, I know that there are lots of references, like you said, where people will be like, it's the Bermuda Triangle in there. But I just picked out one that I thought was worth mentioning. This is the movie Gulliver's Travels from 2010. Oh, my Have God. Have you ever seen this movie starring Jack Black? I was going to say, it is Jack Black, isn't it? Yes, it is. No, I, I didn't. I haven't either. I haven't had the honor. But apparently the plot of it is that Jack Black is a would-be travel writer who ends up in Lilliput, which is the setting of Gulliver's Travels. Gulliver's Travels is this like old book that's about a dude who ends up in a land called Lilliput that is inhabited by people called Lilliputians who are like super tiny. Right. Um, so he ends up in Lilliput when he's trying to investigate the Bermuda Triangle. That's basically where the reference ends. Um, but, uh, you know, that's that's what happens in that movie. And I did see on Wikipedia that Gulliver saves a king in Lilliput from a big fire by urinating on it. Oh. And it made me think that that probably cracks little kids up. Yeah, that is probably so funny, and it made me happy to think about little kids like hardcore laughing, looking at that, and Jack Black kind of like arching his back with his hands on his hips. Oh my like, god! Doing so, that like, so, sounds, uh, like, sounds like you might be the target audience for this. Maybe, maybe he, I should see Gulliver's Travels. He tried to put out a fire by peeing on it in the movie Orange County. Really? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. Didn't he? Or am I nuts? Or maybe am I thinking of Cliff from Dead Man on Campus? <laughs> yeah, Jack Black. I don't remember either of those things. Jack I don't Black know. in Orange County says he had to take his pants off to run faster out of the flames. So I, okay. Yes, yes. I may be getting my wires crossed. Jack Black That's and true. Fire in the early 2000s. <laughs> he is so funny. He's very funny. He's so funny. Um, that movie, Gulliver's Travels, is available to rent on the usual streaming platforms, but it's not streaming for free anywhere right now. I should say Tubi, for those other two Bermuda Triangle movies, is an entirely free platform. Again, why, why just you, in case you want to watch some bad Bermuda Triangle movies. God, you love Tubi so much. Are you secretly getting money from Tubi on the side? <laughs> <laughs> like mentioning Tubi every five seconds. Go to Tubi.com slash Chillin' Kristen. Wouldn't that be so weird? <laughs> that would be the weirdest. like a shadow deal with Tubi. You didn't tell me about that. Like, you have to work Tubi in the casual conversation. <laughs> hey, guys, seen anything cool on Tubi? Maybe on like Tubi <sighs> or something? What? No. What are we talking about? No one has ever seen anything cool on Tubi. Oh, God. Or maybe they have. I don't, I don't care. Tubi, sponsor us. What do I care? Yeah. Oh, my God. By all means. Actually, I think Tubi does have some cool like horror stuff on it. Yeah, of course um, you think that. <laughs> yeah. I, this is the second time this week I've been accused of um, like weird You're sneaky deceit. You're in the pocket deceit. of big Tubi. 
what was the first time? <laughs> Ryan wanted to go to Pottery Barn for something, and I did a search on ways for Pottery Barn, and it said the only ones were like pretty far away. And then when he Googled rather than did ways, he found out there was one that was like eight minutes away. And he was like, I think you don't want to go to Pottery Barn today. I, like I, was, I just left out the information. You are trying to make it as complicated as possible. The only one is five hours away. So we probably don't want to go there, right? That's like probably too far away. You're like probably shouldn't go. We should probably like stay home and watch Tubi. Right. Yeah. It may be like cry laughing like I am again now. I guess that's something that I think is very funny is people accusing me of deceit. You having a secret agenda? (laughs) Yeah, I think it's really funny. (laughs) Probably because I feel like I'm one of like the most transparent (laughs) people. (laughs) So it's funny to think I would do that. That's oh, this God. sounds like a smoke screen. If you heard anyone else God, say what so, you just I'm said, like one of the most transparent <laughs> people. Anybody else on the planet saying that. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> the biggest giveaway that you are uh, deceitful. <laughs> <laughs> You're totally right. <laughs> oh God. It tickles. Oh, boy. Oh, the idea of me being secretly devious is very funny. It's wonderful. Um, that's great. Okay. Anyway, so now let's talk about um, Bermuda Triangle references on TV. Again, not really. I, I did a search. I was, sh- you know, I did just a preliminary search like Bermuda Triangle TV. Didn't really come up with anything except for, like I said, nonfiction sort of investigative stuff. And then I was like, you know what? There's got to be an episode of Supernatural about mm. the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. So I Googled in all kinds of different formats, like, you know, Bermuda Triangle Supernatural TV episode, Bermuda Triangle uh, Sam Winchester, uh, Dean Winchester, like all this stuff. And there just isn't one, which I'm really surprised about. That's Weird. That's like how there's there up until now was not a guide to the unknown Bermuda Triangle. I know. Same, except for that Supernatural was on TV for like 15 years or something. I know. So I'm just surprised it never, I bet it came up somewhere again as a reference, but it doesn't seem like there was a dedicated episode. Um, if you guys know of one that for some reason eluded Google searching, by all means, let me know. Um, so the only thing I really found that was kind of TV adjacent having to do with the Bermuda Triangle is a Scooby-Doo movie called Pirates Ahoy oh. that came out in... 2006 and it went direct to dvd so the plot here is that the gang goes on a cruise to the bermuda triangle and there are ghosts and monsters there obviously um there were some names i was surprised to see in the cast i'm just going to give you the names and who they played arsenio hall is in this movie as captain crothers kathy the kathy najimi plays sunny saint cloud Ron Perlman plays Captain Skunkbeard, hmm. and Dan Castellaneta, who is the voice of Homer Simpson, played Wooden Leg Wally. Wooden Leg Wally. Mm-hmm. Great names. So sounds like a fun movie, kind of star-studded, and uh, direct to DVD. I don't know if it's on Tubi or not, but you should probably check out Tubi.com slash Chill and Kristen, just in case. You should really play it safe and check Tubi for everything. <laughs> And that's it. The move uh, again, the excuse me, the books about the Bermuda Triangle. I really just sound nonfiction stuff, but sure. I wanted to mention just in case anybody is craving this kind of content is that I read a book called Into the Drowning Deep, I think last year, that's kind of Bermuda Triangle-esque, but it's about the Mariana Trench, which I think is another kind of similar area to the Bermuda Triangle where there's mystery kind of wrapped up in it. Right. And it was about um, killer mermaids, essentially. Oh. And it was it was a cool book. It, the premise was that a film crew for a channel that was like kind of like sci-fi, basically, was going to film a documentary series about killer mermaids, and then they end up being real ah! when they didn't think they would be real. Ah. You know? so, um, so yeah, if, if you are craving something like that, it's not exactly the Bermuda Triangle, but check out Into the Drowning Deep by Mira Grant. Interesting. I think mm-hmm. the, the last things that I want to uh, call out at all is that it's interesting to me that the Bermuda Triangle is so known and so not necessarily utilized in pop culture all that extensively. It is yeah. It is weird that this is the lengths you had to go to to find your material to a certain extent, like, mm-hmm. like bad movies, right? 
I know there were, you know, for a second, I thought there was a movie that seemed like it got pretty good reviews. Um, if I remember correctly, I, I think it had like an 80 on Rotten Tomatoes. It was a movie called Triangle. And I started to put it in my notes and then I realized it's not, it doesn't have to do with the Bermuda Triangle. It is at sea though. Right. And it's a horror movie and the name of the boat they're on is the Triangle. So I think that's why it's Uh, called that. Um, but I was like, oh, okay, I guess there is actually a good Bermuda Triangle movie out there, but then it was snatched away from me. Yeah. So it is surprising. I know. It's odd. Um, well, you know what, William, I just thought of something. The next season of American Horror Story, they haven't put out what the plot of it is yet, but they have had a lot of, um, like aquatic teaser imagery. Hmm. I wonder if there will be anything having to do with it there. Maybe. Yeah. That, that could be, certainly. I wonder. I think that they, if I remember correctly, I think they tagged one of the pictures with Massachusetts. So mm. that's obviously not the Bermuda Triangle area, but knowing how willy-nilly they seem to pull in things that could sort of tangentially have to do with the subject, maybe the Bermuda Triangle will show up in that. Totally. Yeah. Who knows? Um, mm-hmm. One of the other things that comes to mind in all of this, though, is that uh, even back in like my segment talking about like compasses not working... The Pirates of the Caribbean, one of the the defining like objects of the the series, is Captain Jack Sparrow's magic compass, which doesn't mm. point north. It seems to point in random directions, but it really points at your heart's desire. And I feel like maybe uh. that, like a compass that seems not trustworthy, but really you should follow it anyway. Mm-hmm. It feels to me like that's an extension of of yeah. Bermuda Triangle lore to a certain extent. I think you're right. I think yeah. that probably is something of a reference. Yeah. But interesting. There you go. The Bermuda yeah. Triangle finally has a home here on the Guide to the Unknown Feeds. Now um, we know. Now we know. It's it's interesting. I love that Super New- Supernatural didn't do an episode of it. It makes it feel like, you know, it just, it, for some reason, it's a blind spot. There's right. not, a, there's not it's- the great Bermuda Triangle movie or the great Bermuda Triangle series or something. I wonder if it's hard to film things that are supposed to take place on water because maybe it would either require like crazy on location filming that's expensive maybe. and or CGI that's expensive. I wonder if there are any just like real life logistical reasons for that. I yeah. don't know. Who knows? Could be. Um, I but- mean, Ghost Ship pulled it off, so somebody else should be able to. <laughs> when you're right, you're right. Well, there you have it, everybody. That brings us to the end of another episode of Guide to the Unknown. Um, If you enjoyed this episode, head to gttupod.com, the home of all things Guide to the Unknown, where every previous episode we've ever done lives and links to the video versions, um, links to our merch on Mm tpublic.com slash user slash gttupod lives and Mm -hmm. uh, to patreon.com slash gttupod, where... As we said, if you sign up to be a Netherworld warrior starting at $4 a month, you're going to get access to the Netherworld Dispatch, which is only for people who back us on Patreon, as well as that secret Discord, where you can chat with other people that watch and listen to this show. Um, Follow at GTTUPod on all social media to keep up to date with what we are doing and new shows as they come out. And you can also follow us on social media. That's right. I'm at Chillin' Kristen. I am at The Myth Traveler. So thank you all so much for hanging out with us. We will be back next week for more spooky stories from the high seas or or on land. I don't right. know. You know. But until or then. Or the, the heavens. Sure. <laughs> the heavens. <laughs> the heavens. But until that time comes, we must travel. Up to the heavens. Go away. And away. I'm never coming back down. Away from the Bermuda Triangle. That's right. Would you go? Would you go on like a cruise that was going through the Bermuda Triangle? No. Would you really not? I don't think so. And would I? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess I would.